and welcome to episode four of the Battleforge Gaming Podcast. I am Background Mike, and today we're talking about Horus Heresy. Now I've got our resident Warhammer expert with us, BFG Justin. <laughs> Expert's a bit of a stretch. Thank you, though. <laughs> and to my right, someone more qualified about the topic, and that is Raptor Imperialis, aka Kieran. Welcome, Kieran. Pleasure to be here. Now, uh, before we dive straight into Horus Heresy or Warhammer 30K, uh, I like to check in and see how everyone's doing. So, how are you today, Justin? <laughs> I'm good, dude. Big, uh, big travel time to get here again. Massive, yeah. Thanks for the effort. That's all right. Uh, what have you been up to lately? So, I finished a new Ultimate Guide, which we're not going to tell the community about. They'll just have to wait and <laughs> see, see what that tutorial is when it goes live. That... What I do over the long weekend, so it was like four days of painting and editing and and voiceovers. So now it's in your capable hands, so you can do the cool thumbnails and overlays and all that type of stuff. Finishing touches. Yeah, the finishing touches. What makes it look good in the end, you know? And, and it makes it a lot easier for other people because it has like the little thumbnails for the paint colours and stuff so people can follow along a lot easier. Yeah. And also I did a test model. Last week or the last fortnight, actually, we spoke about how to pick armies and how to stick and be committed to them. And I actually did a test model for the army I was talking about, which is Aldari yes. and, and Biltan. So I think you've got a pick of that. Yeah, practicing what you preach. And yeah, we do have a video for those watching uh, on YouTube Live or Spotify. That should be coming up right now. Yeah, so that's my Biltan um, Wraith Guard and... Uh, yeah, I just followed those the the whole um, criteria to, to pick an army. I've always loved wraiths as part of the Eldar army, and it's very similar in terms of hard edge highlights to power armor. So yeah. it's it's my it's my paint style, and I got an excuse to paint the the dark angels green, which is. <laughs> Which is a color I've always wanted to paint, but I just didn't want to paint more Marines. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was I was gonna say after watching the the Dark Angels Ultimate Guide that you did, yeah, you could tell you really loved enjoying oh, like man. enjoyed it, painting that. The, it's it's been um, a constant struggle to not paint more Dark Angels heavy metal. <laughs> I've wanted to get hold of Sternguard with their tabards and stuff and just paint that green. Perfect. Yeah, just a very very nice green to paint. Yeah. Apart from that, uh, working on getting 2,000 points for my Blood Angels so I can actually go to large single-person tournaments. So that's that's what I've been working on and the live streams, as you know. As you know. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's cool. And and welcome, Kieran. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thanks for having me, yeah. You've been going well. You've, you've been, been doing very well. I've, you know, I've traveled a little bit further than Justin but not too far, I think 10 minutes away. So yeah. nice and local. Yeah. Um, Recently, I've just finished off my Alpha Legion project for Zomortalis that actually looks like an Imperial Fist project. I've seen that. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen the Imperial Fist with the little like chips of the Alpha Legion underneath. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, at a 1,000 points now. I think um, Ark is having a Zomortalis heresy event next year. They're going to have a heresy branch for the first time. 2024. Yep. I'm going to Ark 2024. I'll be there too, bro. Yeah. Just the, Won't get be, to play you, but we'll probably yeah, see you there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the first time Heresy's going to be at Ark, which is great. I'm looking forward to that. 1,000 points, Zomortalis. So, yeah, they're done now. And um, now onto the what will probably be the next project, um, some death card for the Horus Heresy. I so, also saw uh, that Contemptor looks 
absolutely amazing. Cheers. Yeah, that was one of the the new plastic ones yeah. from the starter box set. Absolute pain to build, but a pleasure to build. Has to, it split to paint. down the middle of the head? Yeah, and each foot is four pieces. Four. Each shoulder is four pieces. The torso is four pieces. The head split down the middle, and you know they're not easy. Kind of seems to hide as well. It takes a, a bit of clean up. Yeah. Whereas on the old resin kits. Each foot was one piece. Yeah. Each shoulder was one piece. Yeah. The head was one piece. The torso was one piece. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Swings so, and roundabouts. People love working with plastic. Yeah. But uh, resin definitely has its How, how do you benefits. do your seams? Do you like over glue or do you do you put some green stuff over your seams to make them nice and smooth? Bit of both. A little bit of Bit right. of both. So um, typically like over gluing. But, um, you know, if I need some more glue afterwards, I'll, I'll run uh, like Tamiya um it's the plastic cement and it's thin, like the thin version. It yeah, comes right. with a little brush and you can just brush it over as needed to do a bit of extra kind of overgluing afterwards. I might have to do that because I, I don't – I currently just use the the pin of the like Revel or the, the Games Workshop. That's what I use for the main one but for the extra little bit afterwards I use the, the thin because it runs and it doesn't tend to cover up uh, too much detail. So I found that really good. And then any gaps that are too big for that, that's when I bring out the green stuff. Yep. Yeah. So I did a little bit of green stuff work, but mostly just plastic glue. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. You've got some images of yes. the Death Guard or did you want to bring them up later at a later point? Or I was going to roll through just a quick overview of uh, before Kieran yeah, tells sure. us a bit more about himself. Definitely. Um, before with- Kieran tells us about himself, can I tell Kieran about himself? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So so I'll put up a little... A little uh, preview of kieran's uh, instagram page that's you but this one which is technical difficulties yes while you're sorting that out i'll tell kieran about himself so i don't know if you're probably not aware i started the when did you start hobbying how many years ago do you think i started with warhammer in i think about 2000 yeah but i was doing like model tanks and planes before that right a couple of years 23 years in the hobby yeah yeah. Even Warhammer, yeah. 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 So I've I've only been doing it compared to you for twelve years. I went into Games Workshop Ringwood. Mm-hmm. That's both where we were sort of regulars at yeah. the time. And have oh, you got some of Kieran's work up? We can continue this in a sec. Yes. Yeah, this is some of Kieran's awesome. Um, uh, just my Instagram was. Oh, yeah. That was the IG. That was the IG. Yeah. So is this will just do a little bit of a reel, won't it? This will be a slideshow, yeah. Yes. yeah it'll just, That's it'll just that contempt we're talking about. Yes. Such yeah. a cool model. Yeah. I, I like how you've got that combination of um, I, I when I whenever I think of Horace Heresy stuff, I think of your models. Like I, I think that your models are sort of what people should aspire to do when they when they paint Heresy, and and you sort of you sort of balance that line of weathering and cleanliness. Often you see people doing some um, some work with weathering pigments or like rust, and for me they go over the top, sure. and and you lose that sort of effect. Yeah. Where if you look at your contempt, which has come up again, like the the small rust streaks and stuff, just for me is is just perfect. Where sometimes when you look at it with the weathering, when it's done too much, it's almost like they're using that effect as a um a mask or something. Comp- compensation for lack of lack of detail elsewhere yeah i find yeah sometimes that is the case sometimes like you can use um weathering to cover up mistakes and errors it's yeah. a good good technique to use but um with my weathering i definitely try to keep it um 
tasteful and at a detailed level, I suppose. Like you don't want it to affect the model too much. To me, it's the model still needs to look good on the table. To, to me, it stands out more when there's yeah. less. And you need to remember, like obviously, these are tiny little models at a very small scale. So any rust or you know streaking is going to be much smaller. So you can't just really lather it on. I try to keep it, yeah, yeah, to a minimum. Yeah. So I'll go back to the story about sure, here. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Like we're checking out your your cool ass models. Um. I started 12 years ago mm-hmm. and when I went into Games Workshop and whenever I was picking up paints or I was in there often painting and we'd see each other, your chaos, your fantasy chaos was in there in the back cabinet in the acrylic and at the time I didn't know who, who painted it or who you were and I would always just, uh, it inspired me to, to want to paint armies. Like I'd always... I'd seen box art and I was like, that's how I want to paint, but not seeing an army in person, um, finally seeing yours, I was like, that's that's what I want to aspire to, a high-level army to play on the tabletop. So you, you're a massive inspiration, <laughs> even though you probably know. Sorry. You're, <laughs> you, you're a massive inspiration in, in my hobby journey of, of um painting armies i'm incredibly flattered thanks yeah and i had similar experiences with getting into the hobby at first it's def it's different to see you know like a unit on the table on the painting table to seeing a whole cohesive army yeah. on a shelf yeah. and i remember going into games workshop you know as a young child and seeing the armies in the front window and that always just blow my mind you know i couldn't imagine at the time having an army that was like a cohesive force yeah that looked amazing all together all the details. So, yeah, I can totally understand that feeling. Like seeing an army, you know, there's different levels of painting. There's display painting, there's army painting, but seeing an army all together yeah. has an amazing effect. And you said it was the, the fantasy army. Yeah. I think fantasy armies in particular because of the ranks and the big units, yeah. they do look really amazing on the tabletop. Yeah, yeah. I think that holds true even now. Like they don't rank them up like they yeah. used to, but you've still got the – the like different heights in the army and and mm-hmm. just the centerpieces of fantasy are just yeah getting like more and more like out there yeah and they will be ranking them up next year uh yeah Looking so the old, old world's coming back yeah so age of sigma is still hanging around but old of course world's, yeah. old world's coming back old world's coming back it was i saw bretonians yeah bretonians and i think they've shown one tombs king tomb, tomb king's model as well the two it's kings not gonna, are dangerous yeah that's what i, I wanted gonna to suck two, you in yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wanted to do two kings for such a long time yeah they are really nice it won't you know it won't be on the same level as um age of sigma age of sigma is still going to be yeah you know one of the two major games with 40k i think um the end times will just be a secondary game, kind of similar to um, the Horus Heresy. Yeah, I know they're going to release a lot of um, old kits that were kind of cancelled at the end of the yeah, um, yeah. when the end times happened. Yeah, I saw that with the Britannians. So, They've got a mixture of exactly. new stuff coming out, and then yeah. the, the old stuff getting redone. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, we get new kits for everything as it goes on, as time goes on. But you know, you never know. We might end up with some old kits for quite a while. But you yeah, know, there are some nice kits. So yeah, so we'll probably have that diehard fan base that. That Horus Heresy has too, I, I'd imagine. I think it'll be a very similar fan group, and a lot of people will be doing Heresy and uh, the Old World. And kind of, it's a very big crossover there for sure. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I'm I'm part of that, so yeah, <laughs> I definitely fall fall right into that. Yeah, nice. Part of that statistic. Yeah, yeah I've still got that Chaos Army collecting dust. <laughs> nice, nice. That Archeon model was just perfect. The Cheers. One, yeah. Where he's riding the horse. Yeah, Draugr is it? Yeah, Dorgar. 
that's an that's an old model. That's from like two thousand and three or four. Yeah, still amazing. Still yeah. holds up. Such a nice yeah, sculpt. So yeah. good. Now you mentioned walking into Games Workshop as a child. Mm. What? How did you? How did you find yourself in the hobby at that age? Um, so my first introduction to Warhammer was at school through a friend who brought a White Dwarf magazine in one day. And that was the first time I saw it. And that was that would have been. That was even before 2000. So, you know, we would have been aware of Warhammer for a couple of years before I got into it probably. Without revealing your age to people, which yeah. I mean they'll probably just do some simple maths. Sure. But, like do you remember what type of age? Um, I would have been seven or eight. So real young. Yeah. Because I think most people when they talk about their hobby journey, it's sort of around like the 10, 12 age. Yeah, early, sure. Early teens. Yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. to be the – yeah. yeah. But seven, seven years old, you saw a white dwarf and you're like, yo, this this is sick. This is sick, yeah. And then <laughs> I saw it again at a friend's house. His older brother had some models and he had some models too. They were, I remember um, old metal Deathwing Terminators up on a shelf. Right. Like these are like the really stumpy old metal ones, like yeah. old, old. And they even had some of the old um, metal rogue trader Mark VI dudes as well. So that was the first time I got to kind of like hold the models and, you know, see what they were actually like. Yep. And then um, some other friends in my class got into Warhammer. One of them went to Games Workshop. His mum bought him a um, big starter box of Space Marines or something. Yeah. And then I, I went over to his house. He was my best mate. And I just painted one just completely, um, you know, off the top of the head. I didn't follow a colour scheme or anything. I think it was white armour with green trim and some red details. And do you, think, um, do you think that you were drawn to painting like even from that young age? Sure, yeah, I was fairly artistic as a child. I'd always draw and paint. Um, and I'd also been doing um, model aeroplanes and tanks for a couple of years before I started with the Horus Heresy. Uh, sorry, with, with Warhammer. So, you know, I so was... You were into model tanks when you were even younger? Yeah, like probably from like six. That's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, I was terrible. Yeah. As, you know, <laughs> I as mean, we, we all are when we started. We yeah, yeah. You know, I remember like um, crying when I couldn't get the decals to go on right. You know, they were splitting up on me and stuff. And I, I, you know, I do that now. We didn't have the internet back then, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't go and watch a YouTube tutorial. Like I had no, you know, I had nothing to do, and I didn't even have the white dwarfs or um, any written material to. So I was just completely riffing it, like how I painted. I was using the wrong paints with the wrong brushes with the wrong thinner. You know, I was using water when I should have been using an acrylic thinner, and yep. it was a mess. But I really enjoyed it still. Yeah, like I really enjoyed those tanks and planes. So that was kind of when I um upgraded to to Warhammer after that. I had some basic skills at least. Yeah, I was familiar with assembling models and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and after that first model, I think I just begged and pestered my parents to get me something. Yeah, and I remember going in. I was I was into Warhammer Fantasy first. Yeah, that was my first big love, and my parents had you know read me Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit you know, from a young age. So I was already into that kind of thing. So I wanted to get the orcs and goblins, but my mum wasn't keen on the orcs and goblins because they were a bit rude. Like yeah. There was a night <laughs> goblin a night goblin model back in the day, like flipping the bird. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't too keen on those. Um, so I ended up getting the high elves. Right. And the high elves are probably still my favourite fantasy army to this day. How, so, do, you, how do you feel about the, oh man, I forget, what, the, what are they called? The, what is the version of the high elves now? Oh, the cow elves. Yeah, the cow elves. <laughs> Lumineth. Lumineth Realm yeah, Wars. That's yeah. the one, yeah. How do you feel about those? I was so hopeful when they came out. I was like, I can paint these models up as elves. I can put them on square bases. I'll be ready for whenever the old world comes back. And um, there are some models that I really love in the range. 
but the majority are just a little bit too different. Like I'm not saying they're terrible models or anything. Yeah. They're just too different from the elves that I knew yeah. for me to really get into them. I think, you know, there's a unit with the two-handed hammers and there's a unit with um, of swordsmen. I really like those as well. Yeah. The knights are pretty good. Like some great models, but um, not something I would consider collecting probably, yeah. You wait for the the old worlds to return. Oh, well, hopefully we get new elf models for the old world because um, <laughs> the elven spearmen and archers were some of my first models and, you know, that's from like 2000. So they're quite out of date. Yeah. So yeah. quite badly out so of there's date. So been, there's been nothing in no, between. No. The, wow. The, the high elf core units haven't been updated since then. The, high, the, uh, the spearmen, the archers and the silver helms. There was a sea guard kit that came out, the uh, Island of Blood. Yeah, the remember? one with the Skaven. The Skaven, yeah. yeah, the Griffin Prince and all that. That's and, a cool model. That yeah, that is a cool model. Really cool. And those those um Sea Guard are nice, but the regular core units for the High Elves, not good. So hopefully we get new models. Otherwise, I'll probably connect, collect a um a different fantasy army. Yeah, yeah. I imagine they would come out with new sculpts for everything, but it's obviously sure takes a lot of time. To, Absolutely, to so many armies. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit unrealistic as well. I think they want to test the waters with the old world, Yeah, see how popular it is before they really launch into it. And a lot of the kits that were from 7th edition or 8th edition fantasy are still viable today and some of them are still used in um, Age of Sigma. So it's really just a few armies that have very old models. Yeah. 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 So old world will sit independently of AOS. Yes. Yes, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's the world before. It's yeah. before the Age of Sigma and it's set during the time of the three emperors, which is I think 300 years before the end times. So it's going back even further than eighth edition fantasy of what we had. So yeah. things will be a diff- bit different for a few armies. Um, you know, the empire doesn't really have like organized colleges of magic back then. So some armies will be different, but armies like the elves and the dwarves will be pretty much the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be exciting time. for the old heads. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I feel sorry for like, I remember seeing videos of people like, Burning their armies? Oh, there's a famous video of a, of a guy um, burning his dark elf army. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so <yeah>. good. <laughs> Just the pure rage. Well, I mean, if, if he gets back on social media and re-releases that now, then he might get some hits on it. But yeah. You know, holy, yeah. Hey, we might be able to get him on, see how he's feeling I about mean, it I guess, today. Uh, <laughs> I guess... I guess for getting more, yeah. <laughs> I guess for other people, like just don't throw your armies away. You never know what's going to happen. Just exactly, yeah. Like stay, stay cool. <laughs> it was a no mass- one's stopping you playing that old edition with yeah. your friends. You can still play that edition. <laughs> huge, huge overreaction, but it did, you know, mimic a, you know, it did kind of reflect a certain aspect of oh, disappointment totally. and rage in the community. Yeah, and yeah. I still haven't forgiven Games Workshop for the end times. So you know, there'll be plenty of people like that as well. Yeah. I'm sure Age of Sigma is a fantastic game and the models are amazing. Yeah. But I still hold a bit of a grudge <laughs> for, the simple, for the simple fact that it replaced fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Kieran gives sideways eyes to anyone who's played AOS. <laughs> so this is a this is a complete phasing out of a, a gaming system from uh, the old world or fantasy. Yeah. And was then replaced by what is now Age of Sigma. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of the models were well, 
all of the models were yeah converted over converted across yeah and all you had to do was change the bases essentially round bases from square even right. from the start you didn't have to do it immediately they yeah were like you can exactly. still play on yeah. square that was second edition and I, sigma I, or something yeah. yeah i think what made it worse as well was the rules were a bit of a joke and there were no points costing or anything there were two pages of rules that yeah. was not good as well and there yeah. were a lot of joke rules i think there was i remember it yeah one for the um high elves for the the dragon princes if you acted aloof yeah. You got a re-roll or something. And there was another one for the Empire. If you had a bigger moustache than your opponent. Yeah. You got a re-roll. There's there was a once an eight- for vampires at night. Yeah. Manfred, yeah. if man if you you'd get re-rolls if Manfred spoke to you. <laughs> oh no, if you spoke to Manfred, yeah. you got re-rolls. And then you get re-roll to wounds if Manfred spoke back to you. Yeah. Remember the the mask of right. Slanesh, if you did a seductive dance, you got like a bonus. Like yeah, it was it was, you know, it was fun and it was yeah. it was for some people for sure. It's a fun game, like a bread and pretzels game. Yeah. But for people that take Warhammer 2 seriously, like myself, yeah, it, I mean, it felt like a bit fa- of a slap in the face. It was. It was like serious gamers. It was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it you know, it took a lot of effort to build an army because they, yeah. they had horde rules by the end of 8th edition and, you know, it was you commonly see units of 50 models. Yeah. I think know, that's where there was extra sting in that, in, in that, the, the actual end times because... Then came Age of Sigma, which was essentially a bit of a joke. Yeah. So that's. I think maybe if it came, if Age of Sigma came out and it was sort of what it was now, it probably wouldn't have been reacted to as badly. But yeah, maybe still. it's definitely come a long way for sure. Yeah. 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 Totally, it would it would have helped if it was a well thought out gaming system with dude. There was no de- po- there was no po- there was no point costs. Yeah. I remember was, you, you'd wild. have to go. You'd play your opponent. and You'd be like, yeah. Does your army look fair to mine? Yeah. And people would be like, "Yep, yeah." And then you get hammered. Every, and every, every <laughs> it happened to me. Every fantasy model did have Age of Sigma rules from release. They released PDFs for every army, but most of them never got updated. So it was kind of you know people use them maybe for the first half of first edition, and then a lot of models weren't usable anymore. Yeah, or you know just didn't you know were left behind, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your for, your first experience into Warhammer was. Definitely fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. And then fast forward a few years later, mm-hmm. you're jumping into Horus Heresy. Was that your next? Was, was there that, a middle no, ground? Did I, you, went, did I went to. I did 40k. You did yeah, 40k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what did you? Because I don't. I don't think I remember seeing any of your 40k stuff. Okay, I, that's I, good. It probably wasn't that good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't see. Yeah, it. Yeah. I saw, like, yeah. I think for for me, it is almost what Mike was saying. It was like fast forward, and then there's Horus Heresy. I remember seeing Kieran's. Fantasy, and then it was HH. So, when did when did you get into when did you see my uh, army? I started at the start of sixth edition, okay. which was twelve years ago. So, what's yeah. that? Twenty twenty three. I can't do simple maths. Yeah, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So um, we got you covered. Yeah. Thanks so I started with the High Elves in about two thousand. Yeah. Um, and they were my army for the early two thousands, and then I got into Chaos Space Marines. Another friend at school already had um, a quite a con- like a sizable Imperial Guard army. Yeah. So I made a Chaos Space Marine army so I could play some games with him. And then after that, I started making that Chaos army for the end times. Yeah. And then the game ended. Yeah. So by the, just you know, I finished my four and a half thousand points of Fantasy Chaos. Wow. And then the game ended. Yeah. And so, that's I started the I I. I have, for the longest time, I was like, I'm never doing ages. I'm never doing fantasy ever. Yeah. And it was a thing. It was almost a joke. People would be like, when are you going to do fantasy? I'd be like, I'm never doing it. I'm yeah. never doing it. 
And then they came out with the Storm Fiends for Skaven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm pretty sure I remember you painting them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then I got them and then it, it ended and I was like, yeah. oh, shit, what do I do now? <laughs> Just one kit, that's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I bought a few. I, I bought oh, like did? a Screaming Bell and some okay. Clan Rats and, st- okay. and uh, Storm Vermin. Yeah. But um, Did you take them across to Age of Sigmar? Uh, eventually I did. Eventually okay. I did. My, my Age of Sigmar army is Daughters of Cain. Yeah, cool. The the yellow snakes. And yep. then uh, I started a clan, Scryer, but I haven't really expanded on it. Painted maybe six different models up. Yeah. So the Skaven have still pretty much got their entire range, I think. Yeah, it's, very, might be it's pretty old. missing one or two models, but they've yep. got most of their models. I think, you know, like, well, it is old, but compared to like the High Elves, for example, I think they have one, one still, kit left. Yeah, they still hold up though. The clan rats still look pretty good. Yeah, the um, especially the um, Island of Blood ones. Yeah change the scale that were, that were much better for sure yep. yeah 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 good times fantastic so you, how long were you in the 40k 40k scene for um was that s- sort of parallel with uh fantasy, fantasy yeah, time, yeah yeah and it was never like 100 percent one way or the other for sure yeah. yeah um you know just painted whatever i wanted at that stage i think it was the time of the um the famous 4.5 um chaos space marine codex that was kind of held up as the gold standard for space marine codexes had you know legion rules for all the chaos legions yeah had um demon rules for summoning in demons there were cultist rules in there there were three or four pages of like chaos mutations that you could give your guys so many details each chaos god had you know its own unit its own character yeah and four or five pieces of war gear compared to now compared to now and then the next codex came out and um dropped all of that it kept the the characters and it kept you know the noise marines plague marines rubric marines and berserkers but you know it re- reduced like i can't remember how many different demons like four greater demons four or five units of lesser demons just to a single generic unit of lessers and a single generic greater demon yeah so they lost a lot of flavor then but that was about the time i was playing yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but always fantasy and um, 40K together at the same time. It's interesting because the yeah. way you, you talk about it, it's like you're, you're painting and gaming when hand in hand. Do you find yourself as like, do you look at yourself as one or the other, a painter or a gamer? Or I'm definitely a painter, yeah. I enjoy playing and I play a lot more um, 30K now than I ever did fantasy or um, 40K back in the day. Yeah. So I'm far more active gaming now. But um, definitely my, my you know the main enjoyment I get from the hobby is um, painting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always been the case. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I guess like, like you said, assembling with the, the plant, the model planes and things like that. Yeah. The, the world war two stuff. I'm guessing. Exactly. The hobby yeah. definitely came before the game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see, like, I guess comparing the, the, the scale model stuff, which you were doing early on, yeah. there isn't really a gaming outlet. So yeah. much for that, or not? Not as not really. Yeah, not as I mean, direct. There's sort of is uh, is bolt action and yeah, all those you know flames action. of war and that kind yeah. of thing now. But I don't think they were available back then, and I was certainly not aware of it back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so after the Chaos Space Marines, then you find yourself looking at 30k. No, nah, not yet. <laughs> where do so you go? Where do you go after? After I had, had a few thousand points of the the word bearers and some demon allies, and then I did that. That um, oh, I think I, fantasy I actually no, forty k army remember, that Justin saw. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. the word bearers. I think. Yeah, yeah. So then that's when I did the um, yeah, the Chaos Warrior Army for um, the end times, and I you know added in some demon allies for that as well. A few yep. different gods in there. 
had a lot of fun with that actually. Like it's you know it's not up my current state like uh, level, but it no, no. it looks good on the table and everything's very uniform. Yeah. And you know snow base is a bit of a cheat to make things look great. You know make them stand out on the table. Yeah. Especially against you know bright colors like the the red on the corn warriors. But um, yeah, I did that army and then end times happened. I think I got a handful of games in with that army before the game ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, oh, I'm trying to remember what year that was, but I was aware of 30k like the Horus Heresy well before then because it had always been you know. Um, alluded to in um, codexes, the Chaos Space Marine Codex particularly, a little bit in Space Marine Codexes as well and in um, White Dwarf articles. They used to do the Index Astartes articles and every couple of months they would focus on a particular Space Marine chapter and they would also detail that chapter's origin, you know, the legion they came from, their Primarch, his homeworld, what they did during the heresy and that kind of thing. So I was already quite familiar with the heresy there wasn't that much information out on it at the time, yeah. But I absorbed as much as I could, yeah. So in so, I guess, were the the, the Black Library books weren't out yet, were they? Not the Horus Heresy ones. I think they came out in, actually no, they would have been. They came out in two thousand and eight. I think the first one. Yeah. So comparatively speaking, with how long Warhammer's been out, the Horus Heresy books and lore haven't been out. For that long, not the not you know not the well established law. The you know the Horus Heresy has been a thing in forty k forever. Yeah, well, I, well, I say yeah, that that's but how, that's a long, we, long time. That's how we got there with Chaos Marines versus exactly reg, regular Marines. But they only started adding that detail in two thousand and eight, and even back then it was still like you know basic. They didn't have any of the the new units that they have now, like you know the Sikaran tanks and the Spartans and yep. Volkite weapons and Contemptors and stuff. It was just you know Land Raiders, Predators. Dreadnoughts, you know, it was very basic still. You know, it was it was different to 40K because the early books at least, you know, they showed the Imperium during the Great Crusade. So everything was very positive. Like, you know, the Imperium was crushing everything in the galaxy, destroying all the Xenos, pushing back all the threats. You know, the Imperium was on the up. You know, Horus had just been declared War Master. Yeah. The Great Crusade was pretty much over. Humanity ruled the galaxy. That, so What in, happened then? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like everyone's going pretty good. Then uh, another sixty books happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 So There's always, a couple of guys came, like Erebus and yeah, Corferon and oh, So was that how was that how the thirty k or the thirty first millennia was portrayed early on in the in the forty k lore? It was it it was it's telling early on in the before the Horus Heresy how everything's going pretty pretty good for for the Imperium. Yeah, it didn't really go into that much detail. It was more about the actual heresy because the only like relevance of the heresy back then was in why are there chaos space marines? Where do they come from? Yeah. So, you know, they covered like the Isfahan massacre and the start of the heresy and the siege of terror, just the, you know, the key points. Yeah. There wasn't that much detail, especially about the Great Crusade, which was just prior to the heresy. So, that was developed in the uh, Black Library books and then taken further in the um, Forge World Black books. That came out in 2012, I think. Yeah. But there was always detail about the different legions and their Primarchs and their homeworlds and what they did and what weapons they used and, you know, pre-heresy colour schemes. Yeah. There was also a pre-heresy card game that was out before um, before the Black Library books were written and before the um, Forge World books were written. Right. So there was a lot of art. And it's in a big book called Collected Visions. It was uh, three different visions of heresy books. I've got that book. 
That's it. The so big, that was big, thick, the big, yeah, big black with book with the emperor on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, so that's amazing. There's a lot of amazing art in there, and a lot of people took heaps of inspiration from that for their early heresy armies because people were doing Horus Heresy models even before Horus Heresy models were released. People were converting Chaos Space Marines, Space Marines, and I did a few of those myself. Not too many, but there are definitely other people out there with Heresy armies, and even people who had written Heresy rules way back in the day. Right. You just fan rules, you know, making them up, putting them up online on a PDF um, with a little bit of, you know, a bit of fluff, bit of lore behind it. Um, but yeah, those collected vision books were massive for, for everyone in the early heresy community for sure. And people still take a lot of inspiration for, from that when they paint their models, make their models. A lot of the art is, you know, way out of date. And yeah. a lot of it is very kind of based on artistic license yeah. because that was way before the established marks of power armor were, you know, properly established by Forge World yeah, with their models and their black books. So you got all kinds of space marines in there. Some of them looking really weird. Yeah. Some of them <laughs> I, remember, I remember amazing. seeing like purple Alpha Legion and stuff. Yeah. When I, I think in the book. Yeah. I think some of the images have even been like mislabeled. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was the Wild West back then, but there's still like heaps of inspiration. You know, like you can look at some of the art in there, like the Custodes, particularly the Sisters of Silence. They still like look very similar to what their models are now. Yeah. You know, I guess the cool thing is what um, what was old is now new, like is, is yep. cool. So like bringing back those retro colours, I do it myself with some mm-hmm. of my Blood Angels, but yep. being able to draw back inspiration from the older stuff yep. definitely makes for some really, really cool paint jobs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people love a bit of nostalgia as well. So you can always reach for that nostalgia and there'll always be an audience for that, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so as someone, as someone that's, pretty clueless as far as how 30 came 30k came to be mm-hmm. there's all this obviously uh lore and stuff that had to, had to be there to explain the 41st millennia and why things were the way they were yeah so while this law is being trickle fed out it's obviously a community is now growing around that and people are gleaming whatever they whatever information they can like you said you did some conversions for for 30k what sort of what brought that on um, that was after I bought Collected Visions. So the first conversions I did for the Heresy were Thousand Sun Terminators and I used old Grey Knight Terminator, the plastics. Um, I used lots of bits from the Tomb Kings range because... Kopeshes and stuff. Exactly. The Thousand Suns have that strong Egyptian kind of vibe. Um, I even, you know, it was my first kind of exploration into green stuffing as well. So I did some very basic sculpting and... Um, yeah, you know, I only did like a squad of Terminators and a Sorcerer that I converted up. I was pretty happy with back in the day. So that was, was the, that was the first Horus Heresy stuff you did. Yeah. T-Sons. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a, an Emperor's Children Dreadnought and I painted up um, a Black Templar Emperor's Champion as an, a child of the Emperor, like Emperor's Children. Yeah. Used, you know, a different shield on him, painted him up in the purple, the, the red cloth, um, the eagle on the chest, you know, the classic emperor's children vibes yeah but um yeah that was before there were any 30k models and when 30k models well first released by forge world they weren't 30k models they were for the badab wars yeah i so, remember the badab yeah, stuff. yeah really really cool i still got those books so good um that was kind of the heresy before the heresy that was when forge world was really kind of in its pomp, hitting its straps, yeah. producing um, amazing books full of lore and lots of new miniatures as well, different ranges, different armies. Yeah, the Kakaradons you know, and stuff. Yeah, there were yeah. 
four or five different like Imperial Guard regiments they had as well as Orcs and Tau, Eldar, Dark Eldar, Inquisitors, like heaps of different Space Marine upgrades and stuff. I guess I, I, I didn't know about any of this sort of stuff. So yeah, in a way for me, whenever I browsed Forge World, now that I think about it, I yeah. remember seeing all those models. I didn't realize that's where they actually come from. Mm, not so all like, of them were from Badab, but they had different... Um, they had a range of different Imperial armor books, they called them. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. covered different wars and they released yeah. like a different regiment for the war and, you know, combined them against, you know, an Orc Empire or an Elder Empire and or yeah. what have you. And then they did the um, Badab Wars, which is set before the current like 40K timeline. Yeah. Um, so they included some of the older armor marks. They released the yeah, Tartarus Terminators, stuff. Mark 5, yeah. Mark 2, Mark 3, Mark 4. Um, they had the Contempt of Dreadnoughts as well. That was the first time we saw the Contempt of Dreadnoughts. Um, I bought a Contempt of Dreadnought and some plastic, uh, sorry, resin Mark III when I visited Warhammer World in 2011. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. They didn't have them on on uh, on the shelf, so they said, "Can you can you wait around a couple of hours?" And I was like, "Sure, I'm here the day. You know, I'm going to check out the the museum." All the armies. I'm gonna have a look at the gaming tables. I'm like, all right, we'll go out the back and make some for you. So newly pressed. No way. They printed some uh, some contempt a contemptor off for me, and um, yeah, took that home with me. So that was the first kind of um, heresy models I bought, even though they weren't technically heresy back then. Yeah, they were bad ab war, and um, yeah, I never painted them as bad ab war. I painted them as iron warriors. I started to expand my um, word bearers, and I did some iron warriors, but never really went too far with that because then. The heresy did come out not too long after that, or the year after that, really. Yeah. Yeah. And was that was that something you just instantly jumped on? Did you did you know you wanted to to get hundred percent? Like before they released the heresy, if I could have any Games Workshop release anything, it would be the heresy. Like, wow. That's what I really wanted. That's what I'd always wanted since um, reading the Index Studies articles back in mid two thousand. Um, and then especially after reading the Black Library novels from two thousand and eight. Uh, 2008 on yeah that's what i really wanted so when they came out i was straight on board yeah yeah absolutely 100 percent. so i think that was the time i think it was sixth edition 40k that's when i got in and it spread across into seventh edition so yeah that's when i jumped on board as soon as it came out and that's sort of as far as i know in terms of the rule set for horus heresy that's sort of where horus heresy gets most of its roots from was the sixth seventh edition of what was 40k yeah like you got vehicle facings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Contemptors are monsters now though, correct? They don't have a facing. They just got like Yeah, they're not toughness. technically monsters, but yeah, they're essentially yeah. monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Pretty much. That, so, that so changed a, from the last a, edition a, though. A better a, bo- a better rule set. Like, do you like the rule set? Well, I've never played 40K since 7th edition. Well, I ate the knife. So I can't really yeah, comment uh, on that, but uh, I, I, I am happy with the RSC rules for sure. Obviously, you know, having them based strongly on previous rule sets that I was very familiar with yeah. is fantastic. You know, I can learn a few new rules. I don't have to learn too many new rules each time. Yeah. And, you know, what we've had like two editions of the Horus Heresy in um, 20 years. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 10 years. So, you know, compared to 40K that is, you know, balanced and updated very uh, regularly. Ar- arguably, arguably. Arguably, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and some people absolutely love that because that's the part of the game, you know, they want to play competitive games. Yeah, yeah. So a game system that is updated based on a lot of data that they collect yeah. is fantastic. But as a heresy player, I'm very happy with rules 
that stay the same for a long time. Yeah, we do desperately need an FAQ yeah. because we haven't had a, a, a major one since the rule book came out, but we don't need rules to change. We just need like, you know, things made a bit clearer because yeah. the formatting is pretty terrible. Um, and a lot of the rules are very long. Right, games workshop. We know we know you watch our <laughs> podcasts. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, get, get on to that. Yeah, please. But um, I so because I came in sixth and seventh. Yeah. Of forty k. Yeah. I played that rule set, and that I actually played a fair bit. I yeah. played small amount of eighth. Yeah. Which was okay, and then in terms of ninth for me, mm-hmm. was not a good rule set whatsoever. So sure. W- when I think of sixth and seventh, I think. Like a like, it's a very fun, enjoyable yep. um, rule set to play. As far as I know, Horace Heresy are very much um, story driven um, matches. I guess like if if you go to an event, yep. it's often Trader Legion versus Loyalist. It's pretty much always traders versus loyalists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some events get fancy and have like a third faction, you know, neutral kind of faction that. Hates everyone. Yeah. But generally it's always traders versus loyalists. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you do have a bit of freedom to play, you know, your loyalist legion as traders if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are rules for playing your legions as the opposite faction. Yeah. But generally it's not good because you usually lose on a lot, you lose out on a lot of things because, you know, if you play trader imperial fists, you're not getting Dawn, you're not getting the Primarch, you're yeah. not getting any of the special characters. Yeah, and most of the time you, you want to be bringing... Primark because I guess they're they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, we don't we don't typically use them that often. Right. Um, There is a limitation on Primarks that they can only be quarter a quarter of your force. Yeah. Same with super heavies like the big tanks, Um, and a lot of a lot of um, events try to have a narrative kind of bent to them, and they'll you know write pages of law on the system that the games are being played in. The armies that are involved, uh, why they're fighting, yep. and typically these are you know they're all fan. It's all fan law. They're all things that have been made up. So typically, it wouldn't make sense for Primarchs to be there, yep. and especially not for multiple Primarchs to be there because yep. you know there's only eighteen of them. Yeah, well, seventeen, like you know, unless it's Alfaris. Yeah, yeah, Alfaris is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> most events don't allow Primarchs, right. and some of them even kind of limit special characters. Yeah, but that that's a typical heresy event. But there are certainly heresy events that allow you to bring whatever you want. Yeah, I'm going to event in a couple of weeks' time. We're playing, I think, three thousand points, and that's, that's a standard point um, amount of points for a game of heresy. Three thousand. So three thousand is standard. Yeah, but um, the last couple of events I've been to, um, one of them was two thousand points. Um, one of them was 2,500 points. So yeah. in that kind of range, um, I feel like at 3,000 points, it kind of lets you bring whatever you want, essentially. You can bring all your toys. Yeah. Um, if you want a bit more of a challenge in the list writing kind of department, then 2,000 points is great because you kind of have to, um, you know, pick and choose your fights. You can't bring everything you want. Yeah. So you need to write a list that, you know, has cool things in it but still has the basic models in it that you need to complete missions and that kind of thing. So... It does depend, yeah. We are this three K event that I'll be going to in a couple of weeks is a specific bring your Primark event. So yeah. everyone will be bringing a Primark, hopefully. And what are you, what are you taking to this one? I was going to take my Alpha Legion with Alpharius. Yeah, but I don't really have a good unit for him to run with, and I haven't used the Alpha Legion for Yonks. You know, I'm a bit over them, so I'll be taking my um, Emperor's Children. And I recently painted a new Fulgrim, not the Demon Fulgrim, unfortunately. Yeah, but um. I painted another Fulgrim, so my second Fulgrim 
to take to that event. And I saw, I, I saw that on your Insta. It looks cheers. It looks yeah. awesome. Oh, pain in the ass to paint. Not, <laughs> not fun at all. So much detail. Yeah. So much detail. But um, yeah, I'm happy with the result. Yeah, for sure. So with the 30K events, yeah. is there... What's the what's the community like as far as the painting side of the event goes? Is is everyone fully painted? Is that is that the norm? Is we well, have to be. Mike, Mike's new to it, so you obviously mm-hmm. have to be painted. But like in terms of like, I guess. Sorry. Yeah. The, I mean. I mean. There's obviously I, the competition. I, yeah, what what Mike? Minimum. I think what Mike's alluding to is in 40k tournaments. Obviously, it's three colors based. Yeah. And and you, without trying to throw too much at 40k community. You go to an event and it literally will be three colors based. So an ultramarine will be blue with a black, yeah. like a black bolt rifle and uh, a brown base, and yeah. that's painted. The, I'm, I'm getting a feeling nobody that's enjoys not, that. Yeah, I'm getting a feeling that's not what happens in HH. No, I think in the Horus Heresy, they do do some events where they kind of lower the uh, painting standards a little bit, mm-hmm. and especially around new additions because we're trying to get new people to join and be involved. But I find that. Rather than doing that, it's often more effective to have team games with smaller armies. Yeah, yeah. So just have a smaller army, you know. You don't have to have a huge army painted to a low standard. You can have a small army painted to a higher standard. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're not. there's nobody being banned for having a bad army. Yeah. But if, you know, if there's a lack of effort shown, such as in a three, you know, colour minimum army, it'll definitely be frowned on. I don't know if an event organiser would tell you you can't play. Yeah. I'm sure you probably could. Yeah. But it's not really what's expected. Yeah. Yeah, you are expected to put in. And effort. I guess that expectation is what generally um, leads to people painting their armies because it, it is expected in the Horus Heresy community that your army is painted to a, I guess, a yeah. higher standard than, yeah. than, the, than the bare minimum. Yeah. And, you know, there are more new people in the Heresy now than ever, now that everything is kind of available in plastic. Yeah. But Very, it's tempting me. Early tempting days, me. Heresy was, you know, it was primarily populated by people who had been in the hobby for a long time people that you know were older yeah. so they either had um you know the know-how to paint an army because they'd been in the hobby for a while or they had the disposable income to have an army commissioned yeah and also the horace heresy models especially back in the day were far more expensive yeah and hard, because, harder to work with being exactly straight from forge world yeah and resin. you had to order them from the uk you yep. couldn't just go into a games workshop and pick up a model yeah so the barrier to entry was much higher, which meant that the people who were in the hobby tended to care about it a lot more, I find, because yep. when you pay all that money for your models, the incentive is there to get the most time and enjoyment out of those models yep. and the most time we spend in the hobby is hobbying. It's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a big part of it. Now, obviously, it's far more accessible. You can you know, go and get a Heresy starter set at Games Workshop. You can buy all the models you need. Yeah. A lot of the models are still from um, Forge World, the character models, some upgrades, but you don't need any of them to play Heresy. You can easily play Heresy with models straight from Games Workshop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love those Prey Tours that came out with that, with the actual um, the Heresy box that came out. Yeah. The Prey Tour with the big giant sword. I love yeah. that model. It's so cool. And it's just like a generic, generic, I guess, what would be a captain, I think, in 40K, a Prey Tour. A Prey Tour would be a chapter master. A chapter. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a bit higher. Yeah. Okay. So a Praetor, well, it's different for every legion, but a Praetor like represents someone who's like a first captain or, you know, the because, you know, the companies back then, you know, a company would be might be a thousand marines yep. compared to a chapter now, which would be a hundred marines. So yep. someone in charge of a thousand marines at least would be a Praetor. Got yeah. And then you've got, got yeah. captains and lieutenants and all that underneath. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that'd probably be a pretty good segue how you're mentioning how hard it was to get into the 30K hobby. If someone did want to get into 30K for the very first time, it's as simple as going into a, a games workshop or Warhammer store and yep. and picking. Is there anything that's really difficult to get a hold of still? Um, if you want any of the special units for your Legion, they are typically still all from Forge World. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of them are fantastic sculpts. Some of them are a bit smaller than the current scale. If that's an issue for people, it's not really an issue for me. I don't. I've got you know my Empress Children Army. It's got models in all different scales. Yeah. And I'm not too fussed about it as long as you keep, you know, an, a unit in a particular scale. Unit next to it's not too bad. Like you know, I've got larger Marines that are on foot, and then I've got smaller Marines riding jet bikes. Yeah. And you can't really tell on the tabletop. Yep. Especially, you know, with the jet bikes raised up and they're large models anyway. Yeah, it gets that whole cheerleader effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, if you want special units like um, Just Aaron Elite Terminators for your Sons of Horus or Templar Brethren for your Imperial Fists, yep. those are still resin models from Forge World. There's, there's no reason why you can't convert them. I mean, you yeah. use the new, um, Indo- what is it, Indominus? Pattern? Terminators. Terminators. Yeah, they are actually a unit in the Horus Heresy though. So they're not converted oh, to be anything right. else. Really? Indominus Terminators are a unit. They're yeah. not in the main rulebook for anyone looking at home. They're in, there's a PDF on the Warhammer community website, uh, Legacies of the Horus Heresy, and they've got a whole bunch of units in there. Right. Including the old Box Dread. You can use those in 40 and 30K um, and the Indominus Terminators as well. Oh, there you go. Those new models are fantastic, by the way. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just painting them up because um, I thought it was like an Imperial Fist unit. No, nah, they're my Alpha Legion. I oh, know they're yeah, Alpha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alpha, Alpha Legion. Can take no, they're not Alpha, Alpha Legion. Can take other people's special units. Though, yes, can't they? Yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. But they're not. They're yeah. That's, Any, what, that's anyone, what I thought. That yeah, was. Yeah. yeah. Anyone can take them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Got yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll. Uh, nah. <laughs> 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 I've got to stay away. I've got to stay away. I've got Blood Angels to paint. <laughs> just a thousand points. So <laughs> Mortalis. Yeah. <laughs> It's easy. Yeah. What's my army? 25 models, 26 models? Oh, I could do 25 models. Just get some Terminators in there. It's easy. And, we'll you know, see. there are different ways to run heresy armies. They're, they're called rights of war, yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. formations yeah. back in the day. And for that army, I ride, I run the Pride of the Legion, which makes Terminators, Terminators. troops. Yeah, yeah. So that's a quick way to get an army on the board for sure. Yeah. Yeah, quick. Yeah, quick. <laughs> quick quicker than, quicker than the painting a bunch quick, of tacticals. Yeah, it's quicker than painting a 20-man tactical squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which look amazing, by the way. If you put the time they and do. effort in, yeah. big units of infantry, so yeah. good, so yeah. hot. Especially the new scaled up stuff. Yeah, I do like it. The Mark Six and the new Iron, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Mm. So you were saying the the updates and the um, the additions you've had two and how many? How many ten years. Ten yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Is that? Do you find is a is a, is a that's obviously a lot slower mm-hmm. than forty k? Forty k. Yeah. Is, are the model releases slower at the, like still or, or yeah. a little bit? Yeah. No, they definitely can't compete with the main games like yeah. Age of Sigmar and 40K for well, sure. Well, not as many factions. So. That's true. There aren't as many factions, but there are also a lot of factions that still don't get that much attention. Yeah. So at the moment, it's still early in the edition, I suppose. You know, maybe not if it was 40K, but for the Heresy, we're only a year and a bit in. That's still very fresh. So, you know, they've been focusing all the models on the um, Space Marines essentially. I think we had... You know, a couple of assassins from um, yeah. from Forge World. Yeah. But um, Games Workshop Plastics have all been Space Marines. You know, I think there's talk of them doing the Solar Auxilia in plastic. Yeah. Which are like the elite kind of Imperial Troopers. 
of 30k yeah so you know they're all in void hardened suits and they've got their fancy weapons and lehman rust battle tanks and that kind of thing and carnadons all different types of tanks so expect that they'll come out in plastic at some stage but um that's all just rumors at this stage at the moment it's just space marines yeah which to be fair is what most people play and yeah. what most people are interested in because you know what you, the people want yeah. you play horus heresy for space marines yeah yeah there's you know plenty of room to play demons imperial militia which are the, the lower grade is that the admech admech are involved in the horus heresy? admech yeah they've i think they, they might be missing one or two units but they've still got their full range of models from uh first edition but they are all, all resin at the moment yeah although i think you can use some of the 40k models potentially yeah, but most of them are different to the current um, Mechanicus. Yeah, some of the yeah. Mechanicus stuff's pretty pretty cool. The big like robots. I don't know what they're called with the giant shoulder cannons and stuff. Are you talking about the thirty k Mechanicum? Castellax. Yeah, Castellax. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I came up with the name because you look like. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Castellax. <I wasn't, laughs> Castellax. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you were talking about Mechanicum or Mechanicus. That's oh, is there a difference? Yeah. Mm. So forty k is Mechanicus. Right. Mechanicums. 30k ah, um, yeah yeah right, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. yeah no they've got fantastic models they've not really interested me as a faction mm-hmm. i think they just lack a little bit of personality maybe that the legions have yeah but um some I mean, of them they should though shouldn't they exactly yeah. and their models are some of the nicest for sure they've yeah. got some really nice models like the thalax and the castellax yeah especially i, I don't like, know any of the names except yeah. for the there's some um the ones with the lightning claws and the jump packs ursarax yeah maybe yeah yeah very cool. Very cool models, yeah. And um, I've, I've actually got some Castellax. I do. The, I used to run them in my um, Alpha Legion because you can take them as allies, of course, in, in 30K. There's yeah. a whole ally system. And you can also take a character that specializes in robots in your army and you can have some robots without even taking allies. So yeah, that's what I used to do. Yeah, but like I was saying, there's, yeah, the Mechanicum, there's kind of baseline humans, there's the more elite humans, the uh, Astra Militarum, and then there's um, a demon pdf that we just got recently and then of course there's the sisters of silence which have their own army yeah and the custodes which have their own army as well yeah but space marines are definitely number one and where where it's at yeah. i mean that that tracks along with 40k doesn't it yeah 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 space yeah. marines are just the best wherever yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. much yeah. in a greens there yeah i think yeah. i think out of everyone we've spoken to so far i think they're seeing space marines for the first time was part of what drew Drew them to the the Warhammer world, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so while we're comparing the two, I think I thought it'd be a good time to ask you about the paint style. Sure. The that you paint and that that seems quite common across HH players. Mm-hmm. Obviously, heavy metal, the um, the box art style that that Justin paints, uh, that doesn't seem as as prominent. In the heresy world, is that sure? Is that true? They've they've started to probably the the, yeah. the actual box art I think has continued on a little bit to the Horus Heresy stuff now. Yeah, but there's still they're starting to add elements of weathering on yeah. on what is the 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 heavy metal style. Definitely, I guess. yeah, that's that's exactly right. But yeah. but the community itself doesn't. Yeah, I don't feel you see that as much in the community. I think, like I said, I feel like yours is. I don't know. I guess what would be the gold standard? I think. If if people yeah. trying if people like I guess I'm flattered. Yeah. <laughs> early early on in Forge World, yeah, um, they had specific paint schemes, and I guess yeah. you took that and sort of ran with it, but um, well improved it like greatly from sure. from what it was with a lot of metallics. 
a lot of metallics mm-hmm. and then in, including weathering yeah. powders and stuff. So that kind of style of weathering has been part of the heresy from the very beginning because that's how the models were painted by the Forge World Studio. Yeah. So people like Matt Kane, they used a lot of um, scale model techniques, weathering, oil paints, pigments, um, and a, a lot of it was airbrushed as well, of course. All of it was airbrushed. Yeah. So, you know, it was different straight away from basic uh, 40K fantasy Age of Sigma in that regard because it wasn't done by the EV Metal team. Yeah. So it naturally had a different style because obviously Forge World, smaller studio at the time, still a smaller studio, yep. didn't have, you know, the resources to get those guys to paint it. Um, and the community kind of ran with that style. Yeah. And because it did appeal to a lot of kind of older people in the hobby, more experienced hobbyists, they'd probably already been exposed to those techniques from through other projects, scale modeling in particular. Yeah, yeah. So those um, techniques were, you know, easily transferred across to Games Workshop models, but just in a in a different style. And um, yeah, I think it's kind of kept that aesthetic since then. It's a little bit different now. Um, you know, the standard of painting is obviously much higher. Yeah. But I'd say that about all Games Workshop games, you know, people just get better and better. There are so many resources now. Yeah. In that twelve years since I've been in the hobby, the the it's painting the paintings improved yeah. like dramatically. It's insane. From what was. The box art for like Dark Vengeance. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, there's there's people all over Instagram painting higher than that level now. So yeah. it's just like yeah. what was the Ever Metal team is now like surpassed by yeah by like a lot of people. And I mean, you get you put into you get put into a funnel on Instagram. Yeah, of course. You, you'd be under the impression that everyone's plays heresy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, plays heresy, but yeah. like. Y- y- You'd be you're in a funnel on Instagram um, because you see a lot of good painters on there. So course, I think there's yeah. a lot of people that are just like, oh my god, like my painting's not like what these guys do. Yeah. But you, you need to remember the people that are putting this stuff up uh, mm. are probably the you know one yeah. percent of hobbyists out there. So like, yeah, I Absolutely. guess yeah, I try and tell people not to be deterred by no. don't don't compare yourself to other people's work, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. Take inspiration yeah. from other people's exactly, work. Exactly. Yeah. Be inspired. Yeah. Don't be daunted. Like yeah. we all started somewhere. Yeah. Um, and we all learn new te- techniques all the time. It's never been a better time to be a hobbyist. Like so many different resources available on YouTube, on TikTok, everywhere. Like yep. you know, often these people as well. You've got tutorials, I believe. On I've your, got on some your... very basic ones on Instagram. Just no video tutorials, really. Just yeah. Just images with text. But um, is there like do you do you have a link on your TikTok for those, or is it just like literally posts of it? Just on my Instagram. So I usually um, uh, when I make a tutorial, I'll make it a highlight. So if you scroll through the highlights at the top of my uh, feed, you'll be able to find all the tutorials or a link to the tutorial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a link, uh, a direct link to some of my old tutorials on the Bolter and Chainsword forum mm-hmm. from back in the day, but because of photo buckets changed policies and what have you all the images are gone right so it's still got all the text there but it's kind of useless without the images and to be honest like my painting has moved on so far from those days that you know i wouldn't really use many of those techniques these days at all yeah 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 so we'll make sure we've got a um your instagram and stuff we we have it up on the the live video as well but we'll definitely have it in the show notes uh for those listening later on spotify or yeah or watching later on youtube so they can find you and and see what we're talking about with all this amazing uh, heresy painting. 
Thanks. Definitely, definitely for everyone that's listening and watching, they they got to go check it out. Yeah. And people who you know post their stuff online that you might look up to, they're always happy to. Well, not always, but mostly always happy yeah, to, to answer questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have a question, just be polite. You know, be as specific as you can with the question. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say how did you paint that. Yeah. You know, maybe say oh, you know, what silver did you use there? Yeah. Or what ink did you use here? You know. But people are always happy to help. Yeah. You know, the community is a friendly place. You know, it can get narky online at some stages, but 99.9% of the community is a really positive place yep. and always happy to help. So if anyone has any questions, just hit, you know, hit that person up, ask the question. Yeah, just be polite. Uh, the I worst still, they can say is just ignoring you. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still remember getting messages that say recipe question mark. Oh, And yeah. I'm just like... Or, or you have to write just just put please after it. Yeah, just and, put recipe please. And you know, a hundred percent that that person's not going to try the recipe either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're just interested, you know. And you got to let that kind of you know brush off your back. But you know, yeah, be specific with your questions. Be polite, and people will help you. And yep. you know, everybody wants to see everybody else paint amazing armies. We all yep. want to go to events that have amazing armies there. You know, playing a game against an amazing army, such a reward. You know, if you're playing against a three color minimum army. It just a dra- it's a drainer. You know, you might still have a good game. Yeah. But typically against someone who paints their army in those colours, you know, unless, you know, they're just a very beginner painter and that's all they can manage. If it's, you know, an experienced hobbyist doing that, they're probably not the person you want to be playing against anyway. Yeah, definitely yeah. catching those vibes, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, it, you know, paint your stuff and people will help you. Yeah. Yep. It's also the most rewarding part of the hobby as well, I find 100%. personally. Some people, you know, prefer gaming, of course. Some people prefer the law. Um, I love the law, but painting is number one for me. That's yeah. where I get all my enjoyment. So, yeah, you know, it's I mean, where you spend the most time. The sense of achievement after, yeah, well, not only completing an army, but like a unit. Yeah. Once you finish that unit, you can put it next to another unit or it's transport and having mm-hmm. the, the attached character is just what inspires me to continue to paint more of the exact exactly. same army. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing keeps momentum, painting and hobby momentum up. Like finishing things. Yeah. Yeah. And not, you know, absolutely forcing yourself to finish things. You know, I've had a bit of burnout at stages when I'm rushing to finish things before an event. Yeah. But generally when I'm moving at my own pace, I'm, you know, still pretty consistent and I, you know, push a lot of hobby out and that just, you know, keeps it moving. You know, you can take a bit of time off and then it's often harder to get back into it. But if you keep moving at a steady pace, um, you know, it just builds its own momentum. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, so satisfying finishing something off. And even if you're not, you know, amazingly happy with it, you you know, you learn something new. Yeah. The very fact that you're not happy with it, you know, tells you what you need to yeah, do just, differently just, next time. Yeah, be content with some of your work and then just move on to the next piece. Yeah, finish not perfect. That's the main thing. Yeah. 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 Do you have any advice for those looking to get into the the Horace Heresy community and make it out to an event? Is it just is it just look up is it as simple as looking up a local event and going? Is that is that how that community works? Yeah, so typically we organise those things through Facebook. I think there may be a Discord as well, but I'm not too active on Discord. I'm not not super aware of that. But we have, I think it's the Victorian Horace Heresy page or 30K page on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, just look that up. Usually people post all their events in there and um, you'll get to know people. It's a smaller scene than, you know, 40K or AOS for sure. But, um, you know, it's a vibrant scene and, um, you know, once you get to know a few people, you'll you know what's going on and what events are coming up. A- Pick up games a regular sort of thing in Horace Heresy, or is it more? I don't typically more the events. I don't typically pay pick pick up games because um, a lot of the people I play with live down south, southern suburbs, or 
out in the West. Yeah. But um, yeah, people definitely play pickup games. There are clubs that you know have games every week or every second week. Um, Westgate War Gamers isn't currently running, but that was one I used to go to that was run weekly over in the Western suburbs. Obviously, it's a bit of a drive, it's a bit of a drive for me. Yeah, and I had often soccer practice on at the same time, so I couldn't get down whenever I you know I got down whenever I could. But um, that was really fun, and you know those communities are always very welcoming. Yeah, and yeah, you know, there are people. I think might be people down in Oakley or something that play every week. There are definitely that community. You know those communities. You just have to find them. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, is there any any sort of like go to book or anything like that that helped you get into? Obviously, you said you can draw inspiration from all those painters online now. Mm-hmm. Um, you yourself being one of them. Is there? How did you find? Did you just roll into the heresy with the, the painting knowledge that you had from your previous armies? Is that how it worked for you? Pretty much. So I already had 12 years of painting Warhammer by the time I got into the heresy. So I had a bit of experience more in the kind of classic uh, EV metal style than weathering. You know, I didn't even weather start weathering until a few years into the heresy. Yep. But what really took my hobby to the next level, well, well weathering was important for me. I just tried it once on a model and it worked. Like I often find that's the way, like it's really daunting to try new things. But you just refined it. But when you try it, you know, it's usually pretty good. Yeah. Just give it a go. Like learning new techniques for sure. Like what really took it to the next level though, like I was going to say was airbrushing. Yeah. So airbrushing had always been a large part of kind of heresy. Like a lot of armies were airbrushed. You know, it allows you to get large armies painted quickly. Typically heresy even back then was played larger games than 40k you needed more models yeah big 20 man units of tactical marines assault marines breaches uh big tanks as well big big models so airbrushing was important back then and because the forge world um studio were advertising models that had been airbrushed that was the style so i bought an airbrush i think it was in maybe 2017 or 18 and um guys came out from the uk it was mka Back then, um, a couple of them are doing Cult of Paint now. Yep, yep. Might have seen them online. Um, and they yeah, did an airbrushing course. So I just took their, I think it was a two-day course. Yep. And um, just airbrushed everything since then. Do you find the airbrush helps you with specific colours? Because you do a lot of sure. metallics across your Emperor's Children and your Alpha Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that, or that paint scheme that you do on those guys, is that something that you feel like could only be achieved with an airbrush? Well, yeah. So the airbrushing is good for everything, but it makes some things much, much easier than they would otherwise be with a standard brush. Yeah. Like you said, the metallic schemes, so painting a metallic pre-shade, so like I suppose a Xenothal highlight kind of equivalent, so dark and light areas of metallic silver typically, and then putting an ink or a clear colour over the top. Yeah. That is much, much easier with an airbrush because everything goes on smooth and in a clear layer. Yep. There are no brush strokes visible. Obviously, you take your time with it and you don't spray too heavily. Yeah. There are no brush strokes visible. So you create a solid metallic color yep. that is really kind of vibrant on the on the tabletop, yep. really pops really nicely. Um, and the airbrush makes that much, much easier. Yeah. I still remember Forge World. I think they – because I tried to do it as well. Sure. They – advertised and this was weird but they advertised to use tamiya clears correct yeah yeah Yeah. so back in the day forge world was a lot more rogue than they are now (laughs) yeah there were forge world masterclass books at least two of them that used lots of products that weren't games workshop products i think think i've still got one 
Absolute quality books, yeah. There've been a couple since then, and they've really, really watered down. Yeah, not to the standard like that they you used to be. Like uh, gray leads for like yeah. edges and stuff. Gray leads, you know, different weathering powders from different companies. Yeah, different like you know transfer softeners from different companies. Yeah, using Even, hairspray. Yeah, hairspray floor polish. Yeah, you know, for mixing with colors. Yeah. You know, a lot of different things back in the this day. This is real stuff, FYI. I know you, yeah. just, you just gave me like a side glance. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you guys are talking absolute garbage. Sounds weird. Yeah. We're just stitching up everyone listening right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't typically don't use, try it at home. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't typically use floor polish, but I use hairspray on nearly all my models. Wow. Yeah, that's what creates that um chipping chipping effect. Yeah. So on the Imperial fists that are Alpha Legion, I do my metallic metallic blue, seal it off with a gloss varnish. With the airbrush, of course. Airbrush makes varnishing really easy as well. Yeah. Once that had set, I'd give it a good spray with hairspray and then I'd go over and paint the yellow over the top. And then once the yellow had set, you could take a little bit of water over the top and it reactivates the hairspray underneath and you can chip off little bits of the paint. Wow. So, you know, it creates kind of more natural looking yeah. chips. It's yep. easier to create long scratches as well. Yeah, you like, you use your scalpel to just like lightly... I use a pin, like a literally pin, a right, pin. Go, yeah. yeah, a yeah. pin for the for the small detail. You can use a brush and stuff to create kind of more natural and larger tears, but I prefer more control. So yeah. I go with just like a safety pin. Yeah. Yeah. And um I'm not sure where I was going with that, but yeah, the hairspray technique, you know, you can use sponge chipping as an alternative, and that's really good and really quick. And it in some ways it can create a more natural look. Yeah. Because with the hairspray, you're still responsible for creating the chips. Yeah. But I think it's the same with the sponge though yeah. because you can make a very unnatural shape with a sponge. Like yeah. you need to be very deliberate with it. Mm-hmm. I occasionally use sponging when I do a small amount of weathering on my Blood Angels yeah. on the very, very rare occasion I do yeah. it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it'd be very similar. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm always Just in the reverse. very deliberate with the, the pin when I'm doing the, the chips because yeah. you know you want them to look natural. You don't want them to look painted on. Yeah. And, um, you know, depending on how thick the paint is, like the thick was, paint was quite thick on those imperial fists. As I scratch away the paint with the bare eye, you can actually see that, you know, it's an actual genuine scratch in the paint. Yeah. So I don't even need to like, you know, highlight under the bottom or whatever to create that extra kind of pop. Yeah. It, it is just naturally visible yep. as a scratch. Yeah. So, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it, obviously it adds a bit of time to the job. Like it adds a lot of time to the paint job because you need to – Gloss varnish everything first, adds and then a ton do of character it. though. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's worth it, but um, I wouldn't say it's an advanced technique. It's a more advanced technique than just you know brush painting, but um, you know anyone anyone can do it. I think you do need an airbrush for it though. Yeah, because I imagine trying to paint over hairspray with a brush would be pretty problematic. Yeah, yeah. But with an airbrush, you know, it's it's much easier. It's fantastic. Yeah. So the airbrush is it's the best thing that ever happened to me hobby wise for sure. Yeah opened up a lot of things and you know as well as the metallics it lets you paint colors that are really challenging with a brush like yellow or white you know the off-white on that death guard painting a white army with an airbrush yeah is the easiest color to paint yeah because you know you don't really need a pre-shade so with airbrushing if you want to paint like a red marine you'd start black and then you'd paint over with white with the airbrush but you'd leave dark areas and have bright areas where the, the light's hitting, yes. so directional kind of lighting on the model. Yeah. And then once that's established, you go over with the with the the red paint and it creates a naturally shaded model already. So you don't need to go in and, you know, glaze a lot with a brush, for yeah. example. Yeah. So it's much quicker in that regard to kind of create that effect. But if you're painting white, <laughs> it just takes away a step. 
you just yep. have a black model and then you just airbrush the white in the areas you want it. Yeah. yeah. So but it all comes down to practice, obviously. The more you do yeah, it, the yeah. better you're gonna Trigger get. Trigger control it. and stuff. But yeah. you know, I definitely improved as I had an airbrush, but I found that um, you know, I, I did go into it with a lot of experience, but zero airbrush experience. Yeah. And I found that um it was pretty easy and like kind of um, you know, intuitive to pick up, you know. It's yep. about trigger control, how far back you pull it to release the paint, how you know far you imp- you know depress it to release the air it's yep. just a bit of control just the same as painting with a brush you know it's all about hand-to-eye coordination yeah and um yeah it's amazing you can do so many things with the such, airbrush such a great point to make because I, I feel like airbrushing to me as someone as a like complete yeah. novice sounds like such an advanced yeah step yeah like it's like ultimately really intimidating to go go out and invest in an airbrush yep kit. Sure. but the way you're talking about it, it sounds like it's not that not that bad. No, <laughs> for for a long time it yeah. had a bit of a stigma to it as well. Yeah, yeah. People saw it as cheating. Yeah, and like um, people that come on my live streams will see me doing majority brush work, but I still do use an airbrush. Mm-hmm. I don't use it to the extent you do it, but I'll sure. do I'll do my um, my gradients on larger models. Yeah, so I'm doing dreadnoughts, and I want to add, you know, some like character to a flat panel. I'll, yeah. I'll just do a simple gradient on it. Way better than trying to yeah, just brush it in, yeah. Hundred percent, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll save it. I like I'll I'll paint my model and then I'll just be like, damn, I need to do the uh, the grading on these legs for my terminators. So yeah. way yeah. quicker and the results are better. Like yeah. it can be daunting, and I was daunted before I got into it. I was like, oh, don't really want to do it. You know, gonna be shit. But then like I saw that you know there was a course coming up, and I was like, all right, just get into it. Yeah. And you can you know there are so many resources now, even than back then. You could learn to airbrush online. Yeah, totally. But there are also like, you know, people do do courses and, you know, if you haven't been on a course, I'd recommend going on a course. Yeah. Um, you pick up a lot through that. But, yeah, just don't be afraid of the airbrush. Give it a go. Obviously, there's a whole range of different airbrushes. Yeah. There are very cheap ones and they're, you know, very expensive ones. I have one that's not the most expensive but on the kind of expensive side. Yeah. And I've had it since 2000 17 yeah just all about that care isn't it yeah Make sure well, i don't even clean. look after mine that well yeah yeah like i keep it clean inside but yeah bash it around otherwise and it's still doing well i'm on my second compressor yeah but you know you paint a you paint a ton i do paint a ton yeah. and you know that's over you know six years and you know you can get a very cheap compressor from china yeah you don't need the you know the best one get a compressor that has a tank on it so it's not constantly running yeah you know, it just runs for, you know, a few seconds and fills up and then you, you know, you're airbrushing away. Yeah. So get one that's, you know, quiet if possible. Yeah. But, you know, that's not essential. And get one with a tank for sure. Yeah. Because you don't want it constantly running. Your housemates will hate you and it just gets really annoying. Yeah. yeah. I think majority of the ones aren't the ones that run the whole time now. I think yeah. even the entry They're level very ones cheap have the tank. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But the, the best results you've found is it's not – you, you need to mix a bit of brushwork with your airbrushing. If you were just if you were just to do solo airbrushing, it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you can use the airbrush as little or as much as you want. You know, you could use your airbrush just to base coat a model in the colour that you want if there's no spray can that matches the particular colour you want, you yeah. know. The, you know, the world's your oyster with an airbrush as far as colours are concerned. and Or, you, you know, then you can start doing more, you know, advanced techniques, you know, for painting cloth and shading with different colours. Yeah. And all that can, you know, you can use an airbrush to paint, to apply, um, you know, like weathering around the feet of models and stuff. Yeah. Know? We showed my contemptor before, like around the bottom, that's just lightly airbrushed to create a kind of dusty effect. Can we bring that up again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that I'll, you know, so this, this model is all of the armor is airbrushed. All of the green is airbrushed. 
uh, the dust around the feet is airbrushed. Um, I think that's the Empress Children. They're the uh, ones that I remember. The Empress Children, yeah, from the start. Well, yeah. aka the Night Lords. Yeah, the Night Lords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that model is all airbrushed, apart from the metallics and the black. So all of the yellows airbrushed. And that was the hairspray chipping technique. That you were yeah, yeah. About. That model is because it's silver. It's very easy, entirely mm-hmm. airbrushed, pretty much, apart from like you know the detail around the edge of the armor and stuff. All of the green is airbrushed on that model. Um, I just painted the metallics, so it really speeds up the process. Yeah, creates a consistent finish across the entire model and the the army. So yep. yeah, I find it really really good. Like you know, get into it. You can use it. You know, the tips of those melt multi melters. They've got that kind of that uh, heat, that tempering. heat burnt yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all with the airbrush as well, and just allows you to you know apply smooth transitions and colors. Yeah, that would be you know possible with a brush. Yeah, but, but only so if you are really good yeah, yeah. and if you spend a lot of time. Yeah. Lately I've been combining my brushwork and the airbrush mm. to do my capes. Yeah, so my nice. captain, yeah. the captain that um is trending. Yep. Trend that, captain. Yeah, trend captain is um he's that that cape is a combination of the two. Yeah. So to get the nice vibrant mm-hmm. like real bright red and the deep the deep red it's a combo of using both brush and Perfect. airbrush. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, combine the two arts together for sure. Yeah. Um, typically I don't edge highlight my models these days. I use, um, <laughs> yeah, I just use the air, the airbrush for the transitions and I use the hairspray chipping along the lot of, along the edges of a lot of models and that creates a chipped kind of edge highlight. So trying to, I'm trying to get people on TikTok to edge highlight their models, Kieran. Uh, sorry, mate. Yeah. And he's <laughs> edge highlight your models. <laughs> he's coming on, he's putting these amazing models up. He's uh, like, I actually don't edge highlight any of my stuff. But <laughs> oh my god. Where I was at, where I was actually getting to was on some models, like um, character models, like on um, Fulgrim, for example. I do include edge highlighting. That yeah. I do the edge highlighting during the pre-shade stage. Yeah, yeah, because it's metallics. Or even even if it's a flat color, so like the purple on Fulgrim, like I'll do the basic um, light to dark transition for the pre-shade yep. directional lighting and then I'll go back with white, just pure white and edge highlight and then once I put the purple over, it just comes up pre-highlighted and, you know, just highlighting in white is pretty easy. Still highlight your models, guys. Still yeah. highlight your models, yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah. Just go get an airbrush. Get an airbrush, yeah. We need to put, <laughs> we need to put airbrushes on the Battleforge Game website, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to sell out. Battle brush, yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. I, I didn't realize, yeah, airbrushes could be used to get a result like that. That's, that's crazy. Like I see, I see the two styles as completely different styles, but mm-hmm. obviously art being as subjective as it is, you can you can mix and match to however you like to get the result you want. Like you, yeah, absolutely. you don't have to, you don't have to just use a brush. You don't have to just use an airbrush. Yeah, like, you can't do what I do though and play Horus Heresy because people will just look at you like you're crazy. Oh, they wouldn't care. Your your stuff looks good. It, you, it wouldn't match. You want me to paint? A, I think you're getting an invite. You want me to do heavy metal? Absolutely. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't match. I have to pick the right legion though. You most, can't paint. Yeah, it. most other people's style, but it would still look amazing. That's yeah. totally fine. There are there are armies on Instagram that are painted like in an EV metal style for 30k. It's not the typical yeah. thing yeah. you see, but they no, still look it amazing. Would be, it would be good to try and branch out into the uh, majority yeah. airbrush style model. Yeah, but you still need the basic, you know, brush skills. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You can't paint. Well, I don't know. I I can't paint eyes with an airbrush. So. No, I still use I don't, the, I don't the, know of anyone the brush for you know all the weapons, yeah, you know yeah. armor trim, gems, eyes, gems, yeah. you know detail on script and cloth and stuff. You know, 
holster pouches, ammo pouches, grenades. That's all steel brushwork. Yeah. And, you know, the soft parts of Space Marine armor behind the knees, under the arms and the elbows. Yeah. All brushwork as well. So you still need basic brushwork. It just speeds things up for the big areas. Yeah. The, the armor essentially, which, you know, is 90% of a Space Marine model. Yeah, yeah. And especially on a vehicle. I've painted, you know, I painted a Land Raider Spartan just with a brush, no airbrush. And I could never imagine doing that now. <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> back in the day I used to do it. Now, like, I could never do it. Like, yep. it wouldn't be as good and it would take me way longer. Yeah. You know, to be honest, like, I suppose my some of my brushwork is probably atrophied a little bit. You I reckon? S- yeah. Like, I, I, I think my detail work with the brush is still as good as ever or better. Yeah. But, like, you know, I certainly would struggle painting, like, Space Marine armor panels. Yeah. Because I just don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's just very different, you know, like, even if there's, like, a different bit of armor on a model or, like, a model's got a loincloth, instead of painting the loincloth with a brush, I'll just use a bit of blue tack. Yeah. Cover off all the other areas and just airbrush the loincloth. Yeah. And get the transitions on that much, you know, more easily. Yeah. You know, it takes a little bit of time to blue tack a model. But it's I still, think the time quicker. saved with the airbrush. It's still quicker. Still quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Good effect as well. So, yeah, I'd just encourage anyone who hasn't, you know, tried airbrushing, you know, maybe see if one of your mates has got an airbrush, see if you like it, try it out, um, buy one and just, you know, give it a go. Like you won't be amazing at it straight off the bat, but um, just back yourself. And that's the same with like so many different techniques in the hobby. You have to just got to try them. Yeah, I know it is so intimidating. I didn't want to airbrush. I didn't want to weather. I didn't want to paint a Primark. All seemed way too intimidating, and now it's you know pri- painting a Primark is still hard. <laughs> to be yeah, fair, and, and now but, you, and now you're the guy. Yeah, now, but now like you're the HH guy. <laughs> <laughs> Airbrushing and weathering just becomes second nature, and you lose you know you use and learn new techniques. Like I do a lot of oil filtering now, like oil streaking on my yep. models. I never use that on my Empress children. I didn't really kind of feel that it suited their nah, aesthetic or look. But on the um, the Imperial Fist Alpha Legion and on the Death Guard suits much more especially the death guard like you know they love a heavily weathered model yeah but um you know it's just about keeping that balance of heavily weathered and still you know to a high standard yeah but um yeah love using oil paints uh lots of weathering powders and the hairspray of course yeah. <laughs> amazing yeah just strong grip from the supermarket i think just any brand really strong grip i don't know where to find that stuff where do you find (laughs) (laughs) where do you find hairspray (laughs) but um yeah don't overspray the hairspray just you know a white coat on it and then just go to town with a pin yep yeah amazing what's uh what's next for you then yeah i know i know you said you got an event coming up got an event coming up in two weeks that's the 3k one i've got everything painted up and ready for that i just had you're all you're all set for that finish off fulgrim yep Typically, I don't try and rush myself for events because that's when I start nah, to hate painting. No, nah, nah, don't do that. That's when I do, yeah. a, you know, I can't force myself to do a bad job. So yep. I just end up burning out, yep. trying too hard to get things done. Yeah, you've sort of only got one pace. And yeah. You just got to go at that Keep pace. that pace, yeah, yeah, keep up the momentum. Yep. So I've got everything done for that. I've got a few, you know, I've already got 3,000 points of Empress Children, so it's it's easy enough. So yep. um, that cover mis- covers me for pretty much any event I need to go to. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. That's in a couple of weeks um, out in the western suburbs. I think there might be some tickets still available if anyone wants to get on that. Have a look on their 30K uh, Victoria Facebook page. Check yep. it out. This is something we've um, been talking to Mike about is potentially making our website a yep. hub for um, anyone that's running tournaments, Fantastic. whether that be Age of Sigma, 40K, yeah. 30K, 
Um, we have to obviously organize the infrastructure to it and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff. But I re- I'd really like to have a hub where if people wanted to do any type of event that involved anything Games Workshop, yeah. they could literally just go to Battleforge Gaming and likewise, for and, those fi- and find the details for it. For it, those looking to organize those events, like yeah. they have somewhere to put it that they know they can direct people to and find it easily. Yeah. But that's... Uh, I think that's a really good idea, especially for people who maybe don't typically inhabit a particular game, like, you know, 40K people who are, you know, heresy curious and want to check it out. Yep. They might not know where to look, but if you have everything together yeah. in a central hub that yep. people are aware of, then I think that could work really well to introduce new games to new people. Yep. And yeah. And then then you're going to be at Ark as well. I will be at Ark playing Zoe Mortalis. Are you guys familiar with Zoe Mortalis? I sort of am. Yep. So it's basically... In the simplest form, a maze. Yep, it's basically a maze with the with the with the walls that are up. Are they still the resin walls from Forge World, or are they? No, actually, they're not available anymore. Can you use the ones that came out with some of the recent forty k stuff? Are they too small? Kill team or something? Or yeah, and dark, I think dark something. Think maybe the Necromunda. Yeah, the Necromunda paint, one as well. Oh, man, I painted a heap. You of that. can absolutely use those. Yeah, yeah, totally. A lot of people do use those. They're yep. fantastic. Lots of detail. Obviously, you know, it costs a little bit to have a full board. Yeah. Usually those boards are a bit smaller than a regular game. So 4x4 four four is the usual Zone Mortalis style and you do need a lot of terrain to kind of make it worthwhile, make it effective. Sounds very Necromunda-esque. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the Zone Mortalis. It's just the, you know, the most deadly kind of environments for 30K essentially. It's just Marines running around killing each other and, you know, there are no tanks or anything like that. I think the largest, largest thing you have is a Dreadnought. Yeah. yeah. Um, That'd you, be terrifying walking down a hallway and then having a dreadnought <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah, dreadnoughts are really good this edition as well. Yeah, very good, very powerful. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. You know, playing inside a spaceship is cool. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, they're all different rules for outflanking your opponents and stuff. So, I'm really looking forward to that. That's um, going to be at Ark, one thousand points. Um, tickets aren't up for that yet. So, no, I'm you know I'm waiting for that. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's another event that I'm going to that's another thousand point event, so small, and that's aimed at heresy people who are just getting into it. I'm trying to remember what it's called, it might be Carnage or something like that, but check it out on the uh Victorian Horace Heresy 30k page on Facebook, it's definitely been posted up there. Um, that'll be I think after Arc, so. You know, that'll get more attention closer to the date and tickets and that kind of thing. But that is also aimed at new people interested in the Horus Heresy. So that's why it's only a thousand points. So, you know, if you add, you know, my thousand points is a Zomotalis thousand points. So it hasn't even got any dreadnoughts in it. But if you add a couple of dreadnoughts, well, don't don't add a couple of dreadnoughts to a thousand point. Don't, I mean, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. So have, you know, you can you can do that. That's totally within the rules. But I think usually we kind of try and play like one dreadnought per thousand points. Yeah. Something like that. At 3,000 points, I, I suppose you can take pe- a few more. I've heard people not uh, appreciating when there's full Dreadnought armies yeah. stomping around a board. Yeah, if you're not ready for it, it can be a bit of a, a rude rude uh, shock. Yeah. But, you know, you can add a couple of tanks in there and then you're painting hardly any models. Like it's pretty quick to get going, and especially now that, you know, the Sikarans and the Land Raiders and the Spartans are all available at Games Workshop. Yeah. You know, you can get, get into that pretty easily, pretty quickly. So, yeah, keep an eye out for those. And then, of course, there's Preferred Enemy, which is... Uh, kind of like the premier uh, 30k event for Victoria. We get, usually get people from interstate as well. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to be run next year, but it's typically either 
Labor Day weekend. Yep. I think. So around that kind of time. But um See, this is why we need the hub because then pe- yeah. people pe- <laughs> people that are running them can just turn up and be like this is the date That's and it. then people can just keep checking battleforgegaming.com. Yeah, so just get involved with the community like get on Facebook, check it out and um yeah, get involved. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Does it down does sound cool, especially does, especially it, like some real uh I guess um detailed well-painted armies. Yeah. Versing the, each other. Oh, some fantastic armies, yeah. And the sculpts are just really cool as well. Like it's just a nice like it's still it's still like the Space Marines that you know and love, but it's just a, a slightly different aesthetic on it. Like with the different armors. What's it, Mark Five? Mark Six? Nah, no five yet. Mark's. Not not an actual real five. Not the upscaled. We've no. got the Iron. Yeah, Mark, Mark three. three. Mark Four is still the old scale. Yeah. Mark Six came out new. Yeah. Mark Cor- Six. Corvus is sick. Yeah. yeah. If you Raven Guard, Corvus. Very nice. Yeah, very cool. And for your painting, I know you said you're just finishing off Fulgrim. Yeah. Uh, what's on the cards after him? So I think I'm, well, I don't know. I should keep painting the Empress Children really. I've still got a few models to do for them. But um, I think the Empress Children are my passion project. So they're the ones that I'll always have on the go. Yeah. Adding new stuff to. Never ending. They're at a great size now that I can play pretty much any game I want to play. So I don't really need to add new stuff to them, but um, I'm sure I will. <laughs> Over the time, you know, over the over the years, it's the never-ending army. Yeah, I always get asked how many points you got left in my blood angels, and I'm like, uh, it's infinite. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. infinite. Yeah, you just, you just. You Everyone's can... got that one pre- that you know passion project for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also find it hard to paint my passion project. I find it much easier to work on, you know, second or third favorite kind of army. Yeah, and then you just come back and you do a unit. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, with your passion project, you want it to be perfect. Yeah. And, you know, you never kind of get it to the level that you have in your head, you know, in your imagination. So, you know, just getting models done can be a challenge sometimes with that that kind of mindset. But, um, you know, with the Alpha Legion and Imperial Fists and the uh, now the Death Guard, they're not my favourites. I still love them. Yep. But um, I find it much easier to paint. Yep. And, you know, I can still do it to a high standard, but there's just a lot kind of less stress about it. Yeah, there's a little bit that doesn't go the exact way you want it to. You're yeah. like, ah, oh, it's the Death Guard. It's all right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not the perfect Emperor's children. <laughs> yeah. Just the Death Guard. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So <laughs> the Death, death Guard people out there being like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I love <laughs> no, death they guards. know though. Just like, the Death Guard. <laughs> they know. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They wanna, know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a, they're a drudge legion. They're not the Empress' children. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're painting Empress Children or Blood Angels or I think every, Ultramarines everyone, or something, you everyone know. just left the live right now. Just, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to painting the Death Guard. Yeah, um, I do love painting those lighter color schemes, especially with the airbrush. Um, they show up weathering so well. Mm-hmm. Transfers show up really well on them. Like Empress Children are that kind of in between color. Is it dark? Is it light? And yep. it doesn't really work for weathering. It doesn't really work for chipping. Yep. Transfers don't show up that well. Yep. Everything kind of blends together. But the lighter colored armies like the Death Guard, just really stunning on the tabletop and will stand out really well. So I'm looking forward to painting up those guys. I've got a couple of 20-man tactical squads planned. So not really looking forward to them. But, um, you know, every well, I was going to say every army needs them, but you don't need them. What, but they just look amazing. What legion do you see the least? Because that might be the one I go with. Okay, so in the like white scars, Victorian meta specifically, <laughs> um, yeah, you don't see many white scars now. Okay, okay. There were a few last edition. Um, you see hardly any Raven Guard. I do like the Raven Guard. Not many Salamanders. These are all very good chapters. Yeah. Or um, Legions, sorry. Legions. Yeah. <coughs> sorry. 
So <laughs> the white scars have got great models. They got they just recently got a nice new Stormseer model. Um, I did see that. The Raven Guard have got a couple of good units, but they don't have any character models yet. Which I, I think I puts like a lot their of people special off. units though. The jump yeah. pack guys with the, the claws. The Dark and the, Furies and, and the, the more Dathan snipers. Yeah, snipers. Very cool. Yeah, They're yeah. very good models. Um, and the Salamanders also don't have any character models. So they get like a little bit less attention at the moment. I think yeah. that might put some people off. And for, some for people I, I like the new I like the new I like the newer stuff. So for me the Salamanders seem a little bit dated. Yeah. With okay. their, with their with their specialty units, I guess. Yeah. Their special units. Yeah, they're still nice models, I think. Maybe the fire drakes, their scaly shields haven't aged that well, but the, yeah. I think the pyroclasts are still pretty nice. Yeah. With the, the melter flamer combo fists, um, and you know, obviously the primarchs are all pretty good models, and Vulcans. Are yeah, Vulcans sick. Amazing model. He's one yeah. of the best for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that'd probably be the the least you see. Um, I haven't seen many Iron Warrior armies around for some reason, but they were always around, and there's always a lot of them. I just yeah. haven't seen them at events recently. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of a lot of world eaters. There's always a lot of imperial fists. Yeah, a couple of death guard. Think, I think lots a, of alpha legion. I think I'm a loyalist man. So yeah, I do Look, like the first three options. I'm Very a loyalist cool. at heart, but I just like painting trade allegiance for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Although I painted imperial fists, kind of. But you know, I painted imperial fists without painting imperial fists. I love their color scheme, but I didn't want to actually paint imperial fists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to paint yellow. So yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But um. Yeah, I always find myself going back to the traders for some reason. Even though I'm a loyalist at heart, yeah. There we go. Weird. <laughs> yeah. But I'd, I'd definitely love to see you paint some heresy. We'll, we'll Even if it was just, you know, a couple of character models or something. We'll see where we go. I've always had in the back of my mind that I might just do something small. Yeah. It was only ever going to be for a display. but Yeah. And like you said, like the more recent heresy stuff is in the like heavy metal style. Yeah, you know you'll see on their vehicles there's still like a little bit of weathering, but definitely yep. not what they used to be, and all of the infantry is pretty much free of weathering. Yeah, it's just that uh, that style. So you know, you still don't see that much of it in the community, but you definitely see more of it than you used to. Yeah, and it still looks great. It still looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, especially like on the tabletop, weathered models can look amazing. You know, especially in photos and that kind of thing. But you know, maybe not as good on the tabletop. They look better in the hand, but you know, heavy metal style. Just looks amazing. Yeah. Photos and on the tabletop. Yeah. Well, it yeah. doesn't take much to twist Justin's arm, I don't think, for that type of project. I'm twisting so. pretty hard. So, <laughs> <laughs> see how we go. Watch this space. Maybe, yeah, maybe one or two units. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. <laughs> I'll get but, some of my models in games workshops. Okay. Uh, so, next time you're in, just. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, I don't really go into that much yeah. anymore. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been able to avoid it. We've obviously had to pull a few images for the podcast from your your instagram so mm-hmm. he's seeing some pretty cool you see a raptor imperialis post every day you're pretty pretty consistent much with your posts so yeah it's yeah. um as soon as i open it to check um how all popular the, my stuff is all the spam. Uh, i always see your stuff so yeah it's not spam i'm almost at a thousand posts now man that's you, spam no nah, it's not spam <laughs> no nah, you got to stay consistent yeah if, if you're wanting to um you know get your stuff out there you got to stay consistent so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it just motivates you to to hobby more as well. Yep. Yeah. You know, getting feedback from people online is huge. You know, the hobby can be isolating at times. You're yeah. often, you know, sitting by yourself painting. Obviously, TikTok and you know, live streams and that kind of thing kind of gets around that, and that's new. But for someone, you know, who started ba- you know painting back before we really had the internet. Yep. You know, it can be an isolating hobby because if you, you know, just sitting by yourself listening to an audio book or yep. listening to a podcast or something, um, you know, getting feedback 
from people online is really fantastic and people are overwhelmingly supportive and positive as well. You know, you might get the odd yeah, weird I'm, comment but... Yeah, 90% <laughs> of your stuff's going to be positive. Exactly. Just yeah. don't, you don't pay attention to that stuff. It doesn't really matter. Like you're never going to meet that person. Yeah. 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 Who cares, you know? And if you did, they wouldn't say it to your face. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. People are much nicer in They'd person. They'd be like, oh, no, actually I take that back. Your death guard yeah. look absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we're like we're really lucky with the community that's been built up around Justin. Like mm-hmm. everyone's been unreal. Yeah, the support extremely the, supportive. Yep, like yeah, the internet. Oh, sounds that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the internet sounds like it's a big mean place, but re- in reality, when you actually start having conversations with people, yeah. you, you get the most amazing things here to you. It's really, really, really nice. Yeah, people often overhype the negative stuff as well. Like yeah. people will talk more about the community being negative and the community actually being negative. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people do, you do need to talk about those things to call people out when they're being, you know, overly negative. But um, all of that kind of just feeds the negativity as well. Like it's just, it's really not that big a factor in the community, I don't find. Yeah. 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 Just treat people with respect and it's all good. 100%. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, that uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of our show, guys. Wraps us up. That, that does wrap us up. Um, massive thank you to Kieran. Thank you very much for being here. My pleasure. Yeah, it's um, been great. For those listening, that's uh, Raptor Imperialis yep. on Instagram. Do yourself a favor. Go check out his work. It's unbelievable. I'd say most people are already following him and they don't even know. But now they do. <laughs> yeah, 100%. This yeah, is Raptor, were, this is no, Raptor they, Imperialis. You, know, you were talking quite, about face reveals. I think this is like the second time of. Yeah, show my face or something. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah, but they probably they've probably seen your stuff and followed you. So yeah, this, this is yeah. this is okay. the guy. This is the guy. This is the Horace Heresy guy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're yeah, so grateful to have you on the show. I've I've almost learnt too much. I think my brain is about to explode. <laughs> All the hairspray, the hairspray. Yeah, <laughs> the that, floor polish. That didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> that did not. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Mike's gonna go airbrush magic and just get floor polish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going straight to. Why isn't this working? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going well worse than them Bunnings. I'm just, yeah, getting everything to get myself. So <laughs> next fortnight we'll have episode five. Yes. We'll be announcing the giveaway for our uh, website launch. Competition. Competition. Yes. So we'll be doing that live here. Yes. Maybe first up on, on the uh, podcast. Yes. And episode five will be the long-awaited debut of the housemate Lockie, I guess. Yes. Housemate Lockie, Sabre Studios. Yes. <laughs> He's finally going to sit in the middle chair and... Um, the hot seat. Probably talk our ears off as well. So. Big Lockie. Yeah. Big Lockie. Big Lockie. Big Lockie. He might have to have the couch actually. I might have to... I was going to say, yeah. I might have to move to the center seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. no, that's that's episode five. It's going to be big. So yeah, the, the giveaway will get announced straight off the bat. Um, for those listing, that's all done through the website. It's for our uh, mailing list. If you register on the, the Battleforge gaming.com website to the mailing list you're automatically entered to win a uh was a 60 mil 60 mil base hero model so the models box. models yeah. like abaddon Rebute, farsight anything up to a 60 millimeter base yes yeah very cool so don't win it and then email and be like i want magnus demon full groom <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, thank you, thank you both to Justin and Kieran for joining joining me today on the show, uh, and thank you everyone watching live on YouTube and listening across the streaming services. And we'll uh, 
we'll catch you on the next one. That's episode five in two weeks' time. Yep. See Thanks very much, guys. See ya.